The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pistol players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down. A Monday night uh, meltdown continues. George Kurtz will step up and in Long Island style as the New York Islanders uh, look to extend uh, their stay in the hub, as did the Dallas Stars. Uh, this evening, the Dallas Stars are going to be playing in the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time in 20 years, going back to the Brett Hall, Medano uh, days. And, of course, they never should have won uh, that Stanley Cup in a fashion that they did. I'm sure uh, the Buffalo Sabre fans are going to be repulsed uh, all week uh, hearing about how the Dallas Stars are back uh, in the Stanley Cup. Of course, he was in the crease. Um, it is ironic, isn't it, though? <laughs> As, you know, in New York City... They were, you know, every year they clamor and they pray and they they hope that the New York Knicks get the number one pick. And you look like the uh, the women's team, like the Liberty got the number one pick. The New York Rangers got the number one pick. But the Knicks can't get the pick. And you look in Dallas, um, you know, like the Cowboys, man, is as big as it gets. Yet, you know, the Cowboys... Same old, same old, while the Dallas Stars are the ones who step up and uh, and get it done. A little bit of irony is the Dallas Cowboys are going to be laying five points to uh, the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to crunch the numbers as far as week one in the National Football League uh, is concerned. Uh, there was a nine and four to the over trend. It developed early, but the unders uh, came on strong and down the stretch, the unders uh, come. We'll take a look at the numbers, the over-unders, and uh, the numbers of four. Week two of the National Football League, uh, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like nine and a half points to the Carolina Panthers, Denver Broncos, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, two teams that played this evening. Pittsburgh Steelers laying six and a half points at Heinz. Matt Patricia's sorry ass goes on the road to take on the Green Bay Packers. Jacksonville and the stash, Gardner Minshew, getting ten and a half points against the Tennessee Titans. Minnesota. And Indianapolis. Interesting football game between Minnesota and Indianapolis. Loser of that game is 0-2. Yeah, 0-2 teams don't have a good percentage in history of making a playoff. George Kurt steps up for that. Bring it. Sports. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. All this NFL and NHL talk, the NBA continues. Although it's going to be difficult watching Miami and Boston uh, play. Being a, a Raptor fan, I'm not a fan of uh, either Boston uh, or uh, Miami. If, like, basically, you know what it's like? And we all know this. Like, when your team gets bounced or you're watching, like, the playoffs, it comes down to who you have your money on. Uh, but it also comes down to... Who do you hate less, right? It's like one of those type of deals. Like, I don't really like either of these teams, to be honest with you. Uh, but it's not really a comparison between Miami and uh, and Boston. So I do hope uh, that the Miami Heat uh, beat the Boston Celtics. Uh, but if they don't, I won't be uh, losing sleep uh, over it. Although I do find it interesting, actually, uh, that the Boston Celtics are now series uh, favorites here. Uh, immediately after when after after um, Boston beat uh, Toronto on Friday night, uh, the the early number had Miami as like a minus one thirty favorite, and it's totally swung to the other side, which actually does surprise me. Uh, we'll get into the Clippers and the Nuggets game a little bit uh, later on. Let's bring in uh, Captain Cowboy right now. George Kurt steps up and in. What's going on, Kurtz? How you doing, Gabe? You know what? Uh, not bad. <laughs> not, not not bad. Uh, I could be better if your your Dallas Cowboys didn't suck and they didn't get screwed. Kind of like a little bit of A and a little bit of B. The combination. Like, the listen, they got screwed over. That was a horrible call. I, I don't know what it is with offensive pass interference that the NFL is like, oh, we want to call this all the time now. But that was a garbage call. But... So was McCarthy's call to go for it. So was the call on fourth, on third and six to run the ball. So was the call on fourth and three to throw it two yards to a rookie. There were so many bad calls. So the whole thing has left a bad taste in my mouth. But as I stated earlier, at least I didn't get bit in the, in the penis uh, by a snake like that kid in Thailand. So it's not that bad. But uh, other than that, I'm all right, Kurtz. 
Yeah, I saw that you tweeted that uh, earlier today. Thank you so much for that, by the way. I, I almost forgotten about it. Now there's a mental image that'll be in my head all damn night. Yeah, it was kind of a, it was disturbing, but it was it was reality. Uh, I was just trying to remind people that things can always be worse. Like th- so, things can always be worse. So so what what was the uh, the after effect here with with McCarthy and the call? I know he said he was disappointed uh, in it, but it's just amazing to me that. Whatever, dude, like, McCarthy got hired, like, not to be an idiot and not do stupid things that that Jason Garrett used to do. And I don't know if, if McCarthy thought, well, my reputation is always that I'm too conservative, so, oh, boy, I'll show them. But I just, I don't you know, for the love of God, I don't understand the logic of a hard-fought defensive game. Like, it started off offensively, but it slowed down. I don't understand how you just don't take the points and, you, you know, you were shutting the Rams' offense down. I don't understand it. I, I just don't get it. It's not like if you scored a touchdown, you were guaranteed to win the game anyways. There was so much time. It was just dumb. Like, and none none of it made sense to me, Kurtz. Well, I agree with you. Well, Cam and I were on in-game live last night. I said I would kick the field goal before they did what they did. Uh, I mean, it was a strange decision. Now, if you believe what we're hearing today is that Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, was told he has two plays to get the first down. That, that's why they ran the ball pretty much a, a blah run up the middle on third and six. He was told he has another play to do it, which makes some sense here because I don't think you run that play on third and six unless you know you got the fourth down play coming. Uh, I'll be honest. I mean, I would have kicked the field goal, but going for it on four and three didn't really disturb me. The play, What disturbed me was, A, why is anybody running a route short of the first down marker? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you don't run that route short of the first down marker. Everybody has to be beyond the marker. Now, I know if, if you watch the All-22, you can see that the uh, tight end for Dallas uh, Schultz, he ran his route too shallow, and CeeDee Lamb actually had to go around him. You know, Schultz was probably supposed to run that route about three yards deeper, and CeeDee Lamb would run right there at the first down marker. But you can see CeeDee Lamb did have to run around him and never adjusted back to get above beyond that first down marker there. What I don't understand so, is, uh, I mean, and de- well, why why on such an important play, why on such an important play do you have do you have a rookie and do you have Schultz, like, in such key components of this? You know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. Like, what what, what do you pay Elliott for? Well, what I, do you pay, I, like, Dak for? What do, you, what do you pay Cooper for? What do you got Gallup? Like, all these guys... So let's count on the rookie kid playing in his first game ever in the NFL to, to you know catch this ball with seven minutes left and run the right route and, and go over the middle of the field. It was just like you said, I, I you know I can't live with it. Like I think it's stupid, and I, I'm a pretty edgy guy when it comes to play calling and stuff. But in that situation, in that football game, you're letting your defense down, man. You know what I mean? Like these guys are balling out there. You make it 2020, you can win the football game after. It was just, it was short-sighted. I would have kicked the field goal. Uh, I don't know, I I doubt CeeDee Lamb was the number one target there. You know, I don't think he was, I don't think Dak was waiting for that play to develop. I just think that's what ended up happening there. He had time, I think he was looking for Cooper or Gallup more than likely. I doubt Elliott was the target either. But does Dak ever make a play under pressure? Settled on. Like, you you know, you talk about it last year, like you said, like, yeah, like you, know, like I had no confidence. Like, yeah, yeah, they're gonna come back. Like, no, they won't. They don't. They're front runners. Like, what's his record now against teams with a winning record? I'm not here to bash him. Like, it's not like all oh, the bash Dak uh, thing, but 
because it's the whole team. I, you know, I don't know if it's they're all the same, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, on paper, they're good. Doc Prescott's stats are good. Zeke Elliott's good. Cooper's good. But are any of these guys leaders or any? You know what I mean? Like, there's something missing here, man. And, you know, and we're going to see. It's not. I guess it wasn't all just Jason Garrett's fault. But don't you wonder about the culture? Because this keeps happening. And like you said, it's, it's not all Garrett now. McCarthy did the same thing, had the same problems. But they can't win games. They can't win close games. They'll blow teams out. You know, maybe they'll blow out Atlanta on Sunday. But when it comes to winning close games, they don't win them. They just they come up small, extremely small. And we're not talking about you know a great Rams team here. You know, listen, you said the Cowboys even stopped them. I think the Rams were playing not to lose. I think the Rams figured Dallas couldn't go down True. and score on them. That Dallas was playing so poorly in the second half. I don't think they were trying offensively. They just wanted to make sure God didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, and you know what? The Rams had a physicality about them, as you said, as you stated. I think they they, and it's a good point that they they were pretty confident in the fact that Dallas was not going to be able to do to do anything uh, after the fact. And and listen, let's well one thing, let's give credit to Dak, even though the play got nullified. It was a nice throw to Gallup under pressure. You know what I mean? It was a big moment. He did make the play, and it was extremely questionable. Now, we got into all the garbage play calling uh, from Callum Moore, um, but what about the what about the penalty? Did, were you outraged? Or you, you know, Listen, by the letter of the law, I guess if you want to call it, fine, but not with a football game on the line. And that's, come on. It was a garbage penalty call, bro. It just was. That's, they they should have let the play stand. That game was destined to be going to overtime. That was garbage. I think that's why they won the game. They were at the 15-yard line. They would have had three plays, at least three plays, to throw the ball into the end zone. So I think Dallas might have won the game here. Um, was I outraged? I was not outraged. I think I think it's because, Gabe, I'm used to this. I've become numb to the Cowboys losing games like this where they just play like crap and don't come up big late in the game. Uh, as you said, it, it was a letter of the law penalty. Technically, yes, it was a penalty. I would have called it a penalty, uh, a first quarter penalty. And what I mean by that is it's a penalty that a, uh, a ref might call. That once again, if you want to make a statement that, hey, we're watching you out here. You know, don't do the push-off stuff. But it's not one that you call in the fourth quarter. Um, as you stated, game, game on the line. <laughs> like, let, let them play. Like, you know, it's funny, though, George. It's amazing. Over the last... Over the last uh, couple of weeks, the, you know, the interesting different dynamic, George, and people are never happy, bro. There was a basketball call in which uh, a Jimmy Butler threw the ball right at the end of the game. He missed the shot, and somebody t- touched his arm, but after he shot it. And, you know, we'll hit this on the other side, but refing has been erratic. We'll put it that way. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, 
we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Sports Rage Late Night. I am Gabriel Morenci. Throwing it down as the uh, the Dallas Stars have uh, cashed their ticket. Going to the Stanley Cup uh, Finals. We'll get to the Islanders and the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning game. We've got a couple of NBA games uh, on top. Uh, we're talking NFL uh, football as uh, the NFL is back. And Big Ben Roethlisberger uh, is back. Three touchdown passes to uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Sh- uh, catches uh, two of them uh, this evening. James Washington uh, with one as well. James Conner. Uh, gets uh, injured, and that's one thing, uh, Kurtz. I'm not shocked, actually, um, by the, the the injuries, and there were quite a few uh, injuries, but it looks like the running back uh, position, and a lot of fantasy football implications, actually, as James Conner was a guy that a lot of people were pretty high on uh, coming into the year, but I don't want to say he's Aaron Judge, but... You know, it's like, all right, is he going to be able to stay on the field? And so he gets injured. And then you see Snell steps up and in right away. Um, if you own, if if you have Jonathan Taylor on your team, you know, you never root for injury. But Marlon Mack getting hurt really shakes things up uh, there. Uh, Lev Bell gets hurt. A lot of running back injuries. Well, it's always the most depressing thing about uh, Monday morning, right? When we go check the, uh, you know, Twitter. The news feed is you, you see all the injuries that are out there, right? Max gone for the season. You mentioned Connor, and there were a lot of other injuries out there. And if I fancy football fans, it's just a killer every morning. Oh, who did I lose this week? You go doom, doom, doom. Now I wasn't big on Connor coming into the season either. I mean, you mentioned the joke about that. Uh, he, you don't think he's Aaron Judge? He's close to it. All right, he's missed uh, f- first three seasons of his career: two games, three games, six games. It's getting worse, and now he's hurt in week one. They don't think it's a severe injury. They'll find out later earlier, later this week. Uh, I guess that what they're trying to say is then it's not a high ankle sprain. That maybe it's a, a lower ankle sprain. Michael Thomas has the high ankle sprain. That's going to hurt for a while. So I wasn't on Connor at all this year. I, uh, I don't like guys. To me, Gabe, the most important ability is availability. And Connor does not have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can't, uh, can't disagree. Um, well, someone that does is Derek Henry. And uh, the Tennessee Titans survive um, a football game that pretty much went the way that I thought it would. And I'll tell you what, I don't bet a lot of unders, okay? And and people that know me and that have been watching the show a long time know I don't have a lot of success. I don't know what it is, Kurtz. I just went in on I mean, if I If I bet an under, it'll lose by a point, half a point. Something weird will happen. I'm an over better. But this game... 
I just wondered, and I brought up, like, where were the points going to come from? And, you know, well, also there were like 18 missed field goals. Fortunately, it was a chip shot late for Guskowski, but I don't know, man. When are people going to realize that just signing every former Patriot player, you know, doesn't make you good? <laughs> like, after the fact. <laughs> um, but Tennessee, Tennessee survives. Tennessee survives. And, you know, it looked like uh, Drew Locke uh, was going to win another game. I mean, this kid is 4-1 and one as a starter in the NFL. Now 4-2. and two. Big win for the Tennessee uh, Titans, especially with the Indianapolis Colts uh, losing their uh, football game. I like this Titan uh, football team. That was a tough, uh, you know, it's not easy to win uh, in Denver, even without fans. They found a way to get it done. Ugly win, but a win is a win for the Titans. Hey, ugly wins are better than pretty losses, right? I believe Denver has maybe the best, I think it's the best, Home record for openers, for season openers. So uh, Tennessee had to go in there, and you, I think Guskowski missed three field goals and an extra point. So that's ten and points. And the extra left point. Right, so that's ten points he left out there. I mean, that's uh, to overcome that, that's pretty pretty good. Uh, it's a shame he kicked the game winning because there were so many good Guskowski jokes on Twitter. I mean, uh, Mark Slareth, I thought, uh, said the best one. You know, hey, if he needs a place to stay tonight, he can stay at my house, thinking you know he'll be cut and will be uh, going home on the uh, on the plane. I thought that was f- fantastic. It made me laugh. But uh, he kicks the game winner, so I still think he's going to get cut this week. But uh, still, I guess there's some redemption there for uh, Guskowski. Oh. He's, he's, what what a life, man. It's like week to week. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to cut him since they won. <laughs> they'll do the old, they'll bring some guys in. Right? They're going to bring some guys in and take a look at him. And um, and then they'll roll him out again this week. Um, and he better he better not miss uh, this week. So, as far as the, the Cowboys and the Falcons, what's your pick, uh, Kurtz? Who do you like? Are you confident in laying five points with the Dallas Cowboys in this spot against the Falcon team that just got picked apart uh, by Russell Wilson? But uh, with all due respect, uh, the Cowboys aren't the Seahawks. What do you think about this game? Oh, I think it's going to go over. I think there'll be points put up on the board there. Uh, Dallas suffered a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries in that game last night. They don't have a tight end anymore. All right, Jarwin's gone. Schultz is no one's answer to a tight end. Uh, he's a better blocker than Jarwin, but nowhere near the receiver. Uh, remember, they're already down. Malik Collins, they're starting right tackle. They lost to Irving yesterday, a backup offensive lineman. So their offensive line is still going to be a little weak. The uh, Falcons don't have anybody like Aaron Donald to take advantage of it, but that will still hurt. And they, they lost to Van Der Esch. again. Broken collarbone. He's gone till I don't know, Thanksgiving. So uh, that's going to hurt the defense a bit. Like I said, in my mind, uh, Gabe, the foul, uh, the Rams, uh, I don't want to say they gave up, but they, they were playing let's not lose the game here. Let's not turn the ball over, keep getting a first down, too, then we'll just punt the ball back to Dallas. They can't score. The Falcons won't do that. They'll try and put points up on the board, and I don't know if that Dallas secondary can hold up against Ridley and Jones. That's why I think the game is going over, because I think Dackle and the Dallas Cowboys offense will play better. It's at home. They'll score points. I think the game's going over. That's about the only thing I feel confident in. It's a high number. It's a high number. It should. It should get there. And so what's the capacity? 25% capacity for fans, which still is quite a said. sizable amount. Jerry Jones amount, has not right? said what he will do. Jerry Jones but has not, not said what he will do yet. He, well, I think, what, I, what? I believe Texas, I believe Texas says 50%, but Jerry Jones hasn't announced what he will do yet. You know, I think we were still, I, I know it's before week one, so a couple of days ago, and they said teams that could have fans, and Dallas is still on the the question mark. 
So we don't know yet what they will do. Um, you know, they said 50%, and then it was 25%. So I don't know if I missed it going back up to 50%. Because, yeah, I don't think it's uh, – I don't, I don't think um, it's 50% for, for an NFL game just yet. People will flip out, Kurtz. You can't put 50,000 people in a stadium now. No, he's not going to do that. Uh, I mean, uh, what, what would he do? Uh, I'm, Jerry Jones is a nutcase. I mean, he would do some strange things, but I don't think he'll put anything more any more than 10. You know, what did KC have? Right? They uh, What are they, 20 17,000. Which came to like – uh, he'll do more than that. All right. I think he would do, He'll do whatever he, he can do legally do. It, right? He's going to do whatever he can legally do. And like I said, I believe it's twenty. It's twenty-five percent. So like, I, I don't know when you said what 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 he's going to do about it. I mean, he's going to do whatever he can legally do. He's all about money. Um, but as you stated, he, they didn't announce. All he said is, "We're going to have a great crowd," right? So I I don't know. I I, I don't know. I was I was wondering about it. But you notice the Kansas City crowd, it, they did have an impact a bit. They were pretty loud. It was only 17,000 people. They were pretty loud, like when, when Houston had the ball at times. You know, you get 25,000 people, 23, 25,000 people in there. It can have a little bit of effect. It's definitely better than having no fans, Kurtz. I'll put it that way. Yeah, but Dallas isn't known to have great fans for home uh advantage right no. uh, they're not no, you're right it's not like oh my god oh, you're going to texas or oh, whatever it's called at&t stadium so i don't know if uh if having 20,000 25,000 whatever jerry jones wants to fit in there is going to be a, and i mean it'll be a difference it'll uh, it'll feel like real football but uh it won't like unnerve the falcons i don't think they're gonna be worried about that these are not rushes fans this is not green bay or nowhere near close to seattle on what they get here. But uh, I agree with you. I think Jerry Jones will fit whatever he possibly can. I'm trying to look up here what the capacity is. I did find the 50%, but that was two months ago. So I want to see if they if that has changed here. Yeah, you're a little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It changed, Kurtz. <laughs> two months ago. <laughs> the world was like I'm a different place two new, months that's ago. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was moved to 25%. And... I don't know if they flirted with with going back up to 50, as I stated. I, you know, I was always joking that they were going to, that they would try to get, um, that they would try to get 50%, that they would campaign that you know the governor to allow 50% as opposed to the 25%. But at this point, I didn't even think they would want to do that, just for the bad look of it all. Just because the stadium's so big, you really want to get 48,000 people. Uh, up there. Once again, as of uh, August 17th, so as of August 17th, this is only a couple of weeks ago now, it was still 50%. Wow, a 50%. You know what? Maybe this is why he said As he of August 17th. So once again, we're still talking a month ago. But I can't find yeah. anything new that says they're, 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 that it's 25% or less than 50. All right. All right. Well, point, point is, there's going to be fans there. <laughs> that's that's how all this, this came up. Uh, that there there will be fans. Uh, they're they're laying five points. It's not a great NFL card next week, guys. It really isn't. You got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Browns on Thursday. The Falcons Cowboys game. The Bills and Dolphins. Whatever. Panthers and Bucks. Uh, Bron- Broncos and Steelers. Lions and Packers. Jags and Titans. Uh, Rams and Eagles. Actually, that's that's not a bad game. 
It seems like now the NFL is just the, all they care about is the primetime stuff. You notice more and more like the afternoon slates suck, and it's just more all they care about is like Sunday night football, and um, and you know Monday night football kind of sucks, but I think they have a better slate this year. Saints and Raiders are the Monday nighter next week. Patriots and Seahawks Sunday nighter. All right, we'll get Kurtz's Islander pick on the other side. At your rate, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Portrait's late night continues. For the record, single game tickets have uh, gone on sale, actually, for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, George. And um, as you stated, there's no official announcement on, like, an, a, a how many exact fans are going to be at the game. And the fact that they're selling single game tickets now and the, you're allowed to buy up to six as well, and they're selling them in pods. Uh, so this is a welcome to the future here. The Dallas Cowboys are putting remaining 2020 single game tickets on sale to the general public. Um, all right. Um, tickets will be distributed in seat blocks known as pods to maintain distance between groups who are not known to one another. So basically you're allowed to buy up to six tickets, but like it's only going to be like if you know the other five people, you know what I mean? So they're not mixing strangers up together. It's actually not a bad idea. So, yeah, you seat blocks known as pods to maintain distance between groups or not known to one another. Uh, fans are required to maintain pod integrity. Of course, Kurtz, welcome to 2020. You're not maintaining pod integrity. You must go. <laughs> so you must maintain pod well, integrity. Get the coaches to wear masks yesterday. You know, what difference does it make if the coaches wear masks, bro? I don't want to be a it jerk really about this. They're outdoors. Like, no, but the thing is, like, the coaches are tested every day, anyways. Like, they're all tested around each other. Like, I, I like, I know. You know what? I get it. Though. I get it. They're not in the hub. Like in the bubble, I don't understand it. Like, dude, like Joe Sackick was wearing a mask in the press box of a empty arena. George, it's like, dude, you're about 300 feet in the air. There's no one around you. Let alone, you're getting tested every day, and you're in a hub. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's a little extreme. The yeah, NFL they guys lead by are. Example. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, They're on they TV. Lead by example, Gabe. He's on TV, so, so let everybody see him wearing a mask. I, I kind of well, like. McVay I mean, last right. night it's had like, the mask, but he never put it on. He just took it down and yeah, left he, it. Yeah, he got in trouble today. And once he in a while, he sort of fake it. Yeah, once in a while, he sort of fake it and put it over and he'd take it down. Uh, basically, everyone on the Rams staff just didn't wear the mask, as you stated. I noticed Vrabel was pretty militant about it today. He's had health issues though in the past, so I know I get I get I don't I'm not I don't want to mock the uh, the mask uh, work. Although, man, that that visor's a little much for Andy Reid, bro. He's got to get rid of that. That's got to go. 
Right, that didn't look good at all. What I loved last night was uh, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Rams. He actually had the mask on, yet when he was calling the defensive plays through his little uh, microphone there, he actually still had the pay, the uh, it, it, the uh, thing in, I guess, the play sheet in front of his mouth so he couldn't read his lips. Buddy, you're wearing a mask. We cannot read your lips. I guess this That's comes second nature. But I found that hilarious. That's actually good, George. It's a good point. For any coach that, like, is like, ah, I don't really want to wear a mask on the sideline. And, like, it's like you can tell them, listen, you get to say whatever you want into the headset. No one's going to know what you're saying anymore. They'd love it. <laughs> They're going to never want to go back. They'd be like, oh, I should have worn a mask before. Great call. Great, you know, I should I should have worn a mask. Great call. So, yeah, I like this. You can buy tickets in a pod. Pod, pod integrity. <laughs> pod. Would you I, go you know, again? George, um, yes. Yes. I would not, like, uh... Um, I, I would, too. I would not, like, be afraid not, like, yeah. I would go, yeah. I'm just being real. I wouldn't go to a full arena where I might sit next to somebody who I don't know. But I would, exactly. If I work with them, I would go. Like, you know what's weird? I'm more comfortable going, like... I would be more comfortable going to this game than if you told me, like, in four months there's going to be 100,000 people there. You know what I mean? I'd be like, nah, I don't want to be in yes, 100,000 people. Like, like if you're in a stadium, George, and there's 22,000 people there, whatever, dude. It's like being in an empty stadium. Like, you're not around people. Like, you know what I mean? I don't I don't, I don't, don't have a big my problem with that. School. I wouldn't want to be in a packed I'm stadium. hockey games. Exactly. No, but would you want to be in a packed, be, uh, like, that no. life with 90,000 people? No. Like imagine you're I, all crammed I, I, the pod and wine, thing with the like, in a bathroom and stuff. Like, think about, like, a sporting event, how packed it used to be in a bathroom, and everyone's squished her up together. It's like, you, you don't want that, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, basically, I, I was thinking about how this. The... I was thinking about this. Like, sports fans, it's good if your team sucks. Like, if you're in bad sports cities <laughs> where it's always empty. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they, they never get fancy the best of times anyways. You know what I mean? You have your own bleachers, your own row and stuff like that. But, no, look, I'll be honest, George. Look, I've flown numerous times during this pandemic. I take the virus. I, I'm not like a uh, – I'm not a virus mocker. Like, I, I believe the virus is real. I, I know it um, – you know what I mean? It's dangerous for a lot of people. Uh, but at the same point in time – I'm also, I don't, uh, I don't live in fear. Like, I don't change my life all that much, to be honest. Sometimes I even forget. I feel bad. I, said, like, I, I forget there's a virus. I've forgotten to wear a mask in, uh, in different stores when I have to go back out to my car because I don't think about wearing it all the time. Uh, my kids go to school, and my wife's a nurse, so she was against us. She'd let us know. Uh, I, I referee, you know that, I, and that's outdoors. So I'm, out, I'm around people. I'm not wearing a mask when, I'm out, when I ref. You know, the coaches do on the bench, but I, I generally don't. Uh, neither, neither does anybody else, by the way, that's out on the rink. The fans uh, do, but uh, no one else does. So I'm trying to live it as normal, but taking as many precautions as I can. But I am I admittedly don't go overboard. I don't mind wearing the mask. That's the whole thing. Like, you know what I mean? I don't wear it, like, when I'm walking down the street. But if I'm going in, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's it's different. Depends on what's Like, I, when I was in San Francisco, it was mandatory. I didn't bitch. I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, but, you know, it's more for the people in the stores and stuff, right? They're exposed to thousands of people or, like, you know, transit workers. People in the public are exposed to, like, you know, people in fast food joints and restaurants and stuff like that. 
So out of respect for them, I don't have a problem with it. I'm not like an anti-mask or anything. But no, I thought about it. Yeah, like I would go to a game, and you know, if if I had the opportunity to, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see one when, when we finally do. But like you said, I I would prefer it now than like in a packed arena. Like I wouldn't want to be in a packed like basketball arena, like squeezed in with twenty four thousand people, like or or a concert. Or I don't something think I'd like go that. to a packed arena until there's a vaccine. Until I know like, a, a reliable vaccine, I wouldn't go to a packed arena. Like what about like a uh, a quarter full Yankee Stadium? Why not? Like why not be in the upper deck like alone, George? Like that's not dangerous, right? You know what I mean? Not any more dangerous than going to Walmart. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like I agree. Until we be 10,000 people at Yankee Stadium, wouldn't bother me. Yeah. Well, actually, it's always dangerous in the Bronx, but now you know the coronavirus, the least of your problems in the Bronx. <laughs> the least, the least of your problems. My, my dad used to be like that. What my about dad would not Bronx? go to my 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 grandmother used to work at the Plaza Hotel, which is where Steinbrenner stayed back at George Steinbrenner oh, yeah, back yeah. in the day. And so we got. We would get free tickets. And I, when I say free tickets, Gabe, I mean behind the Yankee dugout, maybe seven, eight rows. Whenever we want wow. them. I had cousins wow. of mine that went to the, all the playoff games in the 70s and the uh, in, in 81. But my father would not go because he didn't want to go. Even though he's a huge Yankee fan. He's the reason I'm a Yankee fan. But he would not go to the Bronx. Yeah, especially uh, the, Bron- the Bronx Zoo in those uh, in those days. Um it's not that bad. I shouldn't. Uh, well, it can't be, but you know what I mean. It's, it's like fine anywhere. now. It's fine yeah. now. Yeah, it's like anywhere. You know, you go anywhere at four in the morning down certain streets is a bad time. But as a whole, you're right. Um, all right. So the Islanders, uh, Islanders are on the brink uh, right now. What uh, you know, this team has a ton of heart, uh, but uh, you know, Tampa have them on the ropes. What do you make of this game? It's minus 180. My gut is that Tampa finish them off. What's your uh, what's the feeling? Yeah, I think the Islanders have run their course. I know Cam gets mad at me because I bet against the Islanders uh, yesterday. Uh, I think they've run their course. Uh, they lost Casey Zizekas, and I know he's not a, a superstar player, but, but for the Cam Islanders, can't let he stuff is go. so important. Today he, he like, told me that he doesn't understand why when I bet today, against yeah. my home teams. Today he said Vegas and, uh, were going to win. I have no problem and come doing back. That. <laughs> I, I know. Told, yeah, uh, they're, I, they're I, not, I said they're not coming back. Like, no, no, no. The series price. I said, Cam, no, they're not. They're not. They're gonna lose tonight, even. I said they're done tonight. <laughs> so you I know, guarantee I you tomorrow he's tomorrow. gonna be on the Islanders. He, it wouldn't shock me, but I, I just, I just don't see it. You know, maybe if this was a a regular postseason where the Islanders playing at home tomorrow, they're gonna get that juice from the crowd. I can see him maybe pulling one out. But uh, no, I think they. Listen, I think they've run their course. Tampa is the better team. You know that's obvious to see. They don't even have their best players, and they're the better team. Stamkos gone. You know, uh, Braden Point didn't play the last half of a third period. I think he's iffy t- uh, for tomorrow at best that he's going to play. Uh, they're just a better team right now. The Islanders have made some mistakes. You know, losing game two was the end of the series. Not that they should have won game two. They probably should have. Certainly should have lost the way they lost with Kucherov scores at eight seconds left. But I think that was the uh, the end of the Islanders' run right there. I said, I don't, I don't think they have anything to apologize for. You know, good for them. I think they had a great season. I'll take it as an Islander fan. Never saw them getting this far, especially when, if not for COVID, I don't even think they would have made the playoffs. They had lost seven straight, 11 of 12. They were a dying team. And part of that reason they were dying was Sezikis was yeah, out then, right. too. He is that important to the team. I think Tampa finishes them off. And you know what? Um, you know what's crazy, too? Dallas were in, like, a vicious free fall, too, right? Right before the pandemic. It's, like, crazy. Like, 
Really sad. Like, sports are weird. You know, I thought about this, and I went, we got a minute or two left here, but, you know, like the, um, you know, the, the the basketball playoffs are going on right now. And I, I said after, I was like, well, all right, you know, the Raptors have been eliminated, uh, but on to next year. And I'm thinking, all right, you know, about next season. And then it took me like about a day. It sort of kicked in, and I realized it, there is no next season, George. Next season is in like eight weeks, ten weeks type thing. Like it's it's amazing. Like people forget this, right? Like the hub, like in in the Stanley Cup, for the Stanley Cup and and basketball, it's not like they're rearranging the rest of the world, guys, for the rest of eternity in their league, right? Like, they got to get back to work. They can't fall behind again. It's not like it's a new deal now where they're playing every summer. So, it's back. Like, the NBA is basically starting Christmas Day. Like, that's their, that's their, that they're starting Christmas Day. And you and I talked about this. I remember during the pandemic and it came up and makes a lot of sense for, for the NHL to say, all right, we'll start like Christmas or New Year's, right? Or right around Christmas or even boom. Why not start with the New Year's outdoor games, right? Start with a bang. That's what I think that both both sports should do. I think the NBA should definitely start their season later. Why compete with the NFL if you don't have to? And not just this year. I mean every year. Just start it around Christmas Day. You know, I think it would be perfect for the NBA. The NHL's problem would be I don't think they want to start late every season. So if they start in January, New Year's Day, which once again would be perfect, go right to the uh, the outdoor games, well, then your season's going to run until, once again, August. Maybe next season at the start late. So I think the, I think they uh, have the NHL to bite might the bullet. decide to go December both, 1st. Both, yeah, I hear you saying both the NBA and the NHL, I think, next year. Because like you said, they have to get back on track, right? But how do you sort of, you got to do it gracefully and, and make it work is shorten season. You know what I mean? Like, all right. You know, so what are we going to go with, like, 64 games as opposed to the 82? I know the NBA was kicking that. Like, I thought I heard 58 games, 60 games type thing. Not, like, not bastardized like baseball did. But just so, basically, we get back on track for the following year, right? I mean, like, they they, they have to get back on track, um, you know, as far as the natural schedule. Or, you know, I'm telling you, people are going to like the new, the new normal. I know a lot of people do. George Kurtz, always great, uh, George. Stay safe. Portrait Play Night. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Sports Rage, late night, quickest 120 minutes uh, in sports, uh, rapid fire again tonight. You know what's amazing, actually, thinking about 2020 in the sports world, the NFL is on track, right? And the football is everything is just sort of normal. But the NBA, the NHL, it's whacked out, man. <laughs> like, it's whacked out. Like, you know, like next season. Next season is not next season. Next season is in like 10 weeks type thing. 
Like, dude, like, I don't know. Like, like, if you can't count training camps and preseasons and everything, um, like, basically, like I said, like, the NBA is starting Christmas Day. They haven't made it official yet, but that's pretty much the deal. Like, they're going Christmas Day. And it looks like their draft is going to be Martin Luther King Day. So, they're, the, it's, it's, it, you know, it's fun. It's crazy because the NBA's unofficial start has always been Christmas Day. But if you think about it, we're like, we're already into where it's nearly September 25th now. It's nearly September 25th now. It's like it's like literally 12 weeks from now, 13 weeks. So you you throw in training camp and a couple of preseason games and stuff. And in other words, we're right back at it in two months, guys. In eight weeks. Like like I was thinking about this. It's like whoever wins the championship, it's like yeah, it's cool. You're the champion, you know, yeah, yeah, you won the bubble championship, but whatever, man, there's going to be a new champion awarded in about five months again. Like, think about that. Like, the NBA Finals, if they, the NBA Finals go seven games, they go to uh, October the 12th. And then, so, and then, let's say the, the in, in the usual world, the NBA Finals then would be in June again, all right, June 12th again. So... Think about from the span of October 12th to June 12th, there's going to be two champions awarded. There's like two of everything, guys. There's going to be two green jackets. Like there's a Masters in November, and then there's another Masters in April again. Like right around the corner. Think about it from an NBA. It's like, yeah, yeah, it feels like, yeah, yeah, you're kind of the champ. It's just like the MLS. It's like I didn't even know the MLS. They're psychos. They did the MLS's back tournament, and then they started playing the regular season a week later. <laughs> More trades late night. Whether or not you're on your own later. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.